Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast finger guns that's what's in that's what's going on what is up dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram that gentleman right there is the man the myth the doug mccain he is dmac underscore on la on uh, twitter and instagram i totally nailed all of that uh how are you doing my guy it is almost thanksgiving which means we're that much closer to hot stove activity in baseball we are and there's a lot of names out there in the dodgers they are going to have some money to work with we are in the post cody bellinger era with the dodgers yes there is a small chance they, they do bring him back but i do see some opportunities out there to improve this roster through free agency i'm definitely excited to get into it talk dodger baseball you know there's nothing i love more than the hot stove and it is going to start heating up more and more and more and there are some big names out there that maybe the dodgers do get involved with yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun stuff, and we're just going to talk about all the uh, things that are just people are talking. I think we got a lot of two Dodger dogs right now uh, on the rumor meter. Guys, if you're in the stream listening to us live, watching us live, let us know where you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop your zip, zip area codes, not zip codes. I'm not reading five numbers. Drop your area codes. Let us know what city you guys are watching tonight. Area let codes. us know what you want to talk about. We got a lot of stuff because we're going to be talking about all them free agent rumors. Uh, we got to talk a little bit more about Cody Bellinger because things have happened since our last live stream emergency thing we did on friday where everything was all exploded <clears throat> pets heads were falling off and all that kind of stuff and we're gonna see maybe we get to it what are we thankful for here on this fine week of the thanksgiving so before we get into the show we gotta remind you this is a podcast if you can find us on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, go ahead go there on itunes it would mean a lot to us if you can start leaving some reviews i haven't asked for reviews there rate review us get us to 900 stars review and let's then, go and then we can um beat uh, i don't know who are good like Real baseball podcast. Baseball tonight. Baseball tonight. We're dun, gonna beat friend dun, of the show, dun, Buster. Dun, only dun. So, guys, uh, let's let's just jump into the comments. What do you got? What do you got? I, I realized I was gonna read the part that we already did. So let's uh, let's go. We got nine oh nine checking in. Jonathan five five nine. Sam Chavez. We got Sam Chavez. We got Alex Renteria. Says Verlander for two years with a team option for the second year. Dropped a video on Verlander over the weekend. We're going to discuss more about the possibility of him in L.A. in a little bit. But I do think, uh, I don't want to tip, uh, tip some pitches here, but I think if you're going to go with Verlander, I think there's another guy you should consider if you're going to give him that kind of money. We got Sydney, Australia. We got Ken over there. So Sydney, Australia. So when the Giants have a bad season, you get to watch it go down the drain in the opposite direction. What up, Ken? Thanks for rocking with us. We got the 5-5-9. Sam rocking with us from Fresno. We got uh, Mex D from the 805. We got Michael saying we re-signing Trey Turner, Turner, Bellinger, and Judge. Well, first of all, uh, I don't think possibly maybe one of those four comes true. And I think maybe, maybe the Turner comes back. Maybe yeah. at best. Michael Ariza says Cody will be back. M mashing that one in there. What do you got? Oh, we got Roach who has his social security number is 30838. <laughs> and he left out the last four digits. So, hey, I mean, mine's 63140. Playing <laughs> hard to get. Maurice says the Dodgers need to cut Muncie. Not, you don't cut Muncie. He had a good, 
year overall coming off of a, a pretty significant injury our boy yeah. trace gallo season 2022 said trace hanniger season oh trace hanniger season stay tuned to the uh Know, maybe let's say let's let's put a mark on it 20 minutes that's when we're going to start talking about eh, maybe let's do less 15 minutes or your money back don't worry this show is free juice narrows in the stream says doug i love you so love you, you gotta back. send him uh you gotta send him a, a heart a, <laughs> give him a heart on heart la oh, <clears> roman hey, hey, roman hey, la saints and looks like the jays are gonna sign belly you know he spoiled the show and i can't even do it roach wants someone to start an f1 podcast alex you in you're gonna do it you can make it happen he, he, he gives thumbs up, but he doesn't mean it. Sarah's checking in from the 307, and she is on time for once. Appreciate you hanging out uh, hanging out with us. Alex and Dean working overtime. Uh, yeah. No days off. <laughs> it's not overtime if there's never an end. Yeah, exactly. It's just we're just time. It's not a job if time, you love what you do. Time has no meaning. Dong Kim in the stream. What's up, Clint? D-Mac, happy Thanksgiving week. Appreciate uh, you hanging out with Tatino. Says, you guys are awesome. What Do you, do you agree? Do you have sources? Do you agree with this, D-Mac? I agree. I mean, one, I think you are. Me, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think you're awesome. I think you're, I'll <laughs> you're roll with that favorite. one. Uh, this one's interesting, Clint. We have Dave Luna who says, I want Ross Stripling for Thanksgiving. Well, you might get some Ross Stripling after My Thanksgiving. Clint's good friend. My best friend. We might uh, meet up. We got Porterville in the house. We got no Trastros. We've got uh, Rebecca says Dingers and I are watching from Solvang. Nice. What up? What up? Thank you guys. If I saw correctly, we're at the Elton John concert. If anybody was at Elton John, let us know. We want to know how that went because uh, I got home last night and I passed out and I didn't get a chance to even watch it on Disney Plus. So I'm a little sad about that. I'm assuming people can rewatch it because it's Disney Plus and they got Bob Iger back. So that's a good thing. Yeah, saving is. Disney. Hashtag save Disney. Hey, I didn't watch it, but hey, I'm still standing. Um, <laughs> Cody, that's your friend, man. <laughs> Come get Co- your boy. Cody Cam's here. That's your friend. <laughs> Why are you all blurry? What's up with those ugly colors? Oh, wow. Yeah, you see, <laughs> God, I was supposed to wear a USC Victory. jersey, but... Don't uh, spoil the mystery. Don't spoil the mystery, yeah. Tune in next week, guys. UCLA's defense has more holes in it than that. Cody Bellinger's swing. Got? They streamed Elton John on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Well, it's like you clearly don't read DodgersNation.com or InsideTheDodgers.org. Uh, we got still we got uh, C Gill twenty seven. Guess what he said, guys? Fire Dave Roberts. Uh, there you I go. I can't believe the Dodgers have lost the offseason because of Dave Roberts. Can you believe this? It's How do they let fault. this happen? He's the reason why the Titanic sunk. He's the reason <laughs> for every bad thing that's ever happened on this oh, planet, according man. to some Dodger fans out there. But uh, yeah, I mean. We got Elijah checking in. New York City, the three four seven. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's it's Roach. I'm assuming that's a, an F1 thing. Nicholas Latfi is that a Latifi? Is that a thing? Is that an F1? Is that a race car? All right. Our our insider. Verstappen. <laughs> he knows he knows one guy. Me. Doug knows one. Max F1 Verstappen. Guy. Yeah. Uh, Maurice wants Brandon Drury. I would not be uh, upset to see somebody like that. It sounds like a sounds like a, a pretty significant upgrade over uh, the hands or the answer season. Um, Cody, how is Pilar Duffy season coming along? Cody, you got a fan checking in. It ain't it ain't looking good, guys. It ain't looking good, huh? Maybe maybe got a root for Duffy and Pillar <laughs> Pillar Bro. Kevin Pillar Bro. <laughs> Little. Oh, one of one of these one of these days one of these days he's gonna actually be active. Hashtag release the on, tips. <laughs> on uh on the Twitter. 
All right, guys, let's get into it. We already talked about it on Friday. We got to touch a little bit more on the Cody news. The latest rumors is it looks like Cody ain't coming back, as you would expect, because if he was going to come back, they probably would have figured out something there. A bunch of teams reportedly interested, uh, as many as 10, I think a a dozen teams could be in the mix, you know, the, the, uh, there's several one Dodger dog and, and two Dodger dog uh, rumors happening here. Scott Boris, his agent, has said they have multi-year offers on the table. He's also said that they don't really want that. They want a one-year reestablished value contract, get him healthy, get that shoulder right. They're, they're really leaning on his shoulder hasn't been good since the injury but also he was bad in 2020 before the injury. So it is what it is. What do you, where are you at on all the, the latest Cody stuff and, and the rumors? And do you think there's any chance of a reunion in LA? I think it's very minimal. I think right now, Scott Boris is exploring all of his options. He's talking to teams and they're trying to find the team that's going to give him the plate appearances. That's going to give him the position where he can reestablish him or at least try to reestablish himself as an all-star caliber player, even just an average bat an above average bat that plays great defense. I mean, one thing I did over the weekend is I looked at his center field numbers and let's just be honest, his defense in center field is just slightly overrated and defensive metrics are fickle, but he's really elite as a right fielder when it comes to playing in the outfield, but not in center field. His range has gone down a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I think he's got to also prove himself to teams out there saying, am I going to be an elite center fielder in the future? But that gives you an average, an average bat, or I'm just going to be a guy that really struggles at the plate because his numbers were atrocious in the last three seasons. I mean, before that we saw him as success he had, but it's not shocking at all that the Dodgers moved off of an 18 plus million dollar contract for a guy that had his production level. I mean, I mean, you're talking about um, a player that's a 17 below league average as a bat and the defense if you really dive into it isn't as great as a lot of people as a lot of people assume I always used to say he's like he covers more ground than a Roomba in a mansion but <laughs> yeah. really if you look at it there were some spots there where it just wasn't as great as you would expect it to me Cody Bellinger is the Bitcoin of baseball and that he peaked so hard early in his career and now he's losing millions in 2022. And you hate to see it because I am a big fan of the guy and I want him to succeed. But absolutely, yeah. He's definitely, he needs that change of scenery. I, you hear the, about the Blue Jays out there. The Giants are a team that I think is interesting. I think the Giants are an interesting yeah. option for Cody Bellinger. But where do you stand on Belly right now? Um, yeah, it, it, it's really a change of scenery. There's no reason for him to come back to LA. It does not make sense for him to come back to LA. You know, ultimately, the Dodgers are losing a lot because that is a key. He was an integral part of this team for the last five, six years. Um, you know, by all accounts, a good clubhouse guy. But if you're not getting the job done completely, I mean, this is a guy who should be a number three, number four guy. We're talking about stashing him at eight or nine. Um, it, unless it's, again, dirt cheap, it doesn't make sense. So I, I'm with you. I, I do wish for the best for this kid elsewhere. We've heard the rumors. Uh, John Morosi has been heavy on it that uh, the Blue Jays really want him. And if they don't get him, I, I think I think it's the other way around. Nimmo is their top priority. And then it's Bellinger if they can't get him. Um, if, if, if Boris is being smart about it, it is that trying to focus on, on a hitter-friendly ballpark. We've talked about 
uh, Chase Field. Notably, the Diamondbacks have a lot of center field options, so maybe they, they trade some people, trade some pieces away to create that optionality there. Or, as you were saying, this is a guy who won a gold glove in right field, not in center field. And he hasn't been great since he was a right fielder. I doubt that's anything, but it is something to consider. Um, so there, there, there's that. There's, there's Cincinnati. I think that was another one they were talking about earlier today on MLB Network, but I mentioned Cincinnati last week because that is just a hitter's ballpark. There, there are some options. There are some good spots for him to go establish, um, uh, reestablish himself as a legitimate slugger. San Francisco, with all that ground, makes a bunch of sense. Plus, if he does well, we know what the Giants want to do. They... <laughs> 2021 was an anomaly. They were not supposed to win 107 games. They want to go out, sign players, hope they do good enough to be tradable assets at the trade deadline, which would massively benefit Cody Bellinger because then he would not have that qualifying offer attached to him if he's traded at the deadline. So you hope he does. Uh, he hope he does good. You hope he does somewhere. It goes somewhere where he has an opportunity. If it is a Giants, it's going to suck. But um, yeah, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Just it's it's done in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I think the only way he would come back to the Dodgers is if there wasn't a market out there for him. And I do believe Scott Boris when he says that there are 10 teams that are interested in it because he's still an aim. He's still a guy that can produce defensively. But if you're the Dodgers, I mean, what kind of offer would you even make him? I think Scott Boris is in a position where he tells Cody Bellinger and he says, hey, you were going to be a free agent after this year. We thought it was going to be for the Dodgers. Now we'll take a slight detour. We'll get you back on track and then you can yep. sign a nice deal. We talked about Brandon Nemo. If you can get himself to a five-year, hundred-plus million-dollar deal next season. Cody Bellinger would be in a great spot. I still think there is a possibility that that could happen if he figures things out because yeah. he just hasn't been healthy over the last few seasons, and he's healthy this year. Hopefully, he turns it around, but it's not going to be in Dodger blue. Boomer Assassin, great comment here. So the Dodgers are losing a lot of strikeouts. Hey, don't worry. Chris Taylor's right there wow. to scoop them all up, baby. Let's go. Super chat. Super chat. What do you got? I am Donovan seventy three five dollars. Fire Dave Roberts. Hey, we not that chump is worth a fiver. I we love wow. this, but. we love uh, we love a super chat and we love a fire Dave Roberts. So thank you, thank you. Um, uh, El Pepidepidus, which is not how you say it. How do you have a party in space? You plan it. Yes. Thank you. There we go. Good night, everybody. Let's go. I think that's how we do it. You find any more uh, find any more good comments here? Craig talking about uh, Bellinger is also a gold glove first baseman. That's true. You know, it's funny. I hated when he moved out to the outfield just because I really love high-quality defense at first base, but it, it, it would be such a waste of athleticism to have him stuck at 1B. You think there's any team out there that would give him a chance? I think it's possible. I, I think that what they would focus on is what does he do best? And that is being a gold glove caliber outfielder at certain positions. But I just don't see it at first base. I think also if I'm Cody Bellinger, I'm saying that that's one of my biggest assets. So I would want to go to a place where they're going to let me play in the outfield here. A lot of seems like a lot of people think is going to be on the Blue Jays. Britt says, Brittany Dort says, Cody Bellinger is going to Blue Jays. He, he can roll some Jays on the Blue Jays and uh, it'd be a nice fit. Another thing too is you consider his lifestyle i mean he's from arizona he he came with the dodgers his wife or his girl's a model i mean i think you have to consider the location i think ideally he probably wouldn't want to go too far from arizona but at this point beggars can't be choosers and you just got to take the right opportunity an important note just googled it can you smoke weed in toronto 
You must be 19 and older to buy, use, and possess and grow recreational cannabis. So there is connective tissue there with Cody Bellinger. So the, that's a, <laughs> the great, what do they call it? The great white north? Is that a thing? It sounds racist. <laughs> it sounds problematic, I'm just saying. Good times. Boomer Assassin said, uh, did you, I don't know if you got that one. Uh, Belly's more like uh, Dogecoin. Remember, remember Dogecoin? Yeah, that's I mean, a good it's one. The same, yeah. It's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. Shiba, is Shiba a thing? Isn't Shiba a new trying to be a... Trying to be a thing again. He's like FTX. That's what he is. He's in the mix. Yeah, hey, for sure. Topical. Topical humor, guys. Yeah. Alex wants to keep Ellie around. He's like a family member you don't get rid of. Hey, in my experience, I'm happy to get rid of family members. Let me tell you. They, they're just problematic. Mostly terrible. Often kind of racist. <laughs> 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 moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Sarah Morris says Cubs. I mean, Cody is uh, in, in Wrigley. If he doesn't run straight into the brick wall, it's definitely intriguing. That wind blowing out, I could see him in Wrigley. I definitely could see him. It's it's major I, market Chicago. It's a waste of uh, you know eighty one games of of in Wrigley. It's a waste of his ability to rob a homer, though. You can't rob shit there in Wrigley. That's a good point. That's a good point. The way that outfield is basket that? and bricks and ivy. Yeah, update no, yourself. For sure. Stupid ass field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Save it. Jock went to rig. I mean, Jock went to Chicago. And he signed that one-year deal, so yeah, he was never known as a defense-first type yeah, of player. <laughs> yeah, I, I. But I do think that the bigger markets are going to <clears throat> pursue him, and I think that is something that could be attractive for Cody Bellinger. And I do think Toronto does make sense as a fit. So does Chicago. But really, I don't think it's as much as the team. Whereas it's not. It's not like he's trying to. Oh, I want, I want to sign with the team that's going to give me a chance to win a World Series. No, he wants to sign with a team that's going to commit to his role for one season. And Great to me, point. that's the biggest thing. I would take less if I was Cody Bellinger. If you guaranteed me 500 plate appearances and a starting spot in the outfield, because that's what he needs. He needs to go up there and get the reps and prove to teams that one he can stay healthy. I don't think a lot of people realize that Cody Bellinger has been injury prone throughout his career. When you consider the the shoulder has given him trouble. The legs have given oh, him trouble. Times, yeah. And I think that has impacted his swing just as much, the bounce in his swing. But I think, Dodger fans, you need to just come to peace <laughs> with the fact that Cody Bellinger will not be a Dodger next season. I think at this point, we've talked about it ad nauseum. You give yourself a lot of credit. Take your victory lap when no no one was really talking about the idea that they would non-tender him. Mm. You were on it before anyone I ever heard. So First. Uh, congrats to that. But I, but I want to say, too, it's like, when it comes to Scott Boris and Cody Bellinger and their plan, I think that they're they're definitely committed to finding him a spot. And yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, you talked about Arizona, San Francisco, Toronto, the Cubs. Yeah, for Cody Bellinger, he needs the reps and he needs to just really feel yeah. good about himself heading into a, another year next year. So we know Cody's not going to be uh, the option in center field. Seagill uh, 27 on YouTube says D-Mac should play center field. I love that idea. I like the athleticism. You like to compete. I, hey, man. I like to compete. I'll be in center. Let's do it. Don't be there. But uh, that's that's really uh, the big question now is what do the Dodgers do about center field? We've seen some options. We've seen some names. Uh, Friedman mentioned guys like Trace Thompson, who's around. Of course, we know James Outman. I, I said last week, and, and Friedman even mentioned it as well, Chris Taylor is a guy who played a lot of center field for this team when Cody was out winning that gold glove. No, he didn't win the gold glove in right field that year. But still, he's played a lot of center field for this team. He's definitely an option. Um, what do you think? Who ends up being the guy in center? Uh, do you see Mookie go that way? Do you see an Aaron Judge? You know, 
I think really at the moment you're going to see a rotating cast of characters. I think Chris Taylor might get some opportunities, but I also think too is if you do sign another outfielder, what they need is another outfielder, even if it is a left fielder, which would allow Chris Taylor to play a little more infield. Brandon Nimmo is a very interesting name that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like. There's some things not to like, but if you look at that contract, I mean, you're probably looking at somewhere between five years, 100 and $115 million. When you compare that to what Aaron Judge is going to cost, you could get some value in Brandon Nimmo. But I don't think the Dodgers are going to, if the, if the right guy is available where they can make that splash, like Aaron Judge, which I said today, I give it a less than 25% chance. I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah. But I do think that they would rather allow some of the guys that are currently playing in this system to give some opportunities. I think James Outley's an interesting name. I think he might get an opportunity, but there's there's no way they're going to give him the everyday role. Chris Taylor, he's a guy you can trust, but if you look at the metrics, he's may, average at best yeah. as a center fielder. Well, that's when he's playing it full time. Yeah. Like we we saw him get some some time there in, in 2022. He did not look good. He did not look comfortable. He did not look smooth out there, but he hasn't been playing the position that much. True. And that's going to hurt his value because he's the Chris Army knife, right? The value comes from the fact that you can throw him all around the infield. You can throw him all around the outfield. And if he's playing one position, the fact that he's had a below average bat and he struck out so much last season, it definitely doesn't bode well for the value of that contract. And then there's Trace Thompson, who I'm not 100% sold on. I think that the fact that he is a veteran, they still have a few more years of club control with Trace Thompson. They like what they saw enough to start him over Cody Bellinger mm -hmm. in the NLDS. That tells me that, yeah, maybe they do want to bring him back and, and give him that role in, in spurts too. But I think that if they aren't able to make any splash signings out there, that I do think you start the season with, a Chris Taylor, a James Outman, and a Trace Thompson rotation out there in center field, which does scare me a little bit, I'll be yeah. honest with you, because that is a premium position defensively. And look, last year, the production just wasn't there from the outfield. I would, I, in that situation, if you're going with a hodgepodge of just dudes and you're hoping to see what Outman can do, what Andy Pages, Paez can do, what some of these minor league guys can do, I would put Mookie Betts in center field. He is the true athlete. You can kind of stash the less athletic player in right. I mean, it's, Mookie is absolutely phenomenal in right field. He should be a platinum glove winner every single year. What he does is impressive, but you, you, can, you can hide somebody of the skill, the perceived skill that we're aware of, of James Altman. You can hide him there in right field and just really help yourself up the middle there, which could be a more important role with the lack of shift now going forward. You might see more balls going up the middle. That, that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, look, we know he can or play the Aaron position. Judge. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge would be very interesting because then you could also use him in left. You could use him in right. You can use him at DH later on in his career. And we know Mookie Betts can play center field at an above average level. But the wear and tear takes on your body. The bang, the knickknack injuries that Mookie sustained over the years. I'm trying to keep him healthy because when he's yeah. not right, when he's not healthy, he really suffers at the plate because of it. We've seen the hip injury derail him in 2021. He was able to get that shot and he was able to make it back but yeah Mookie's a guy where look we're already at age 30 with Mookie Betts we're already starting to say is he going to decline and reach that point where he's not in his prime yeah I think second base is a very interesting idea because 
one you hopefully limit that wear and tear also with the restricted shift you are going to need a more of a a trusted second baseman i think that michael bush is a guy that's going to get some opportunities there as well we'll see if some of these other younger guys get a shot too but look i'll be honest with you man i'm a big fan of just a premium right fielder we know mookie yeah. betts there's no question about it that he's the best defensive right fielder in the game and i think part of the value with that 12-year 365 million dollar contract if i'm the dodgers says well we have the best player at his position and he excels there so yes in a pinch center field's fine but every day center field i don't know clint i i, li- I like the i mean it'd be kind of fun i mean you remember the yeah. catch you made uh yeah, against the, the padres the, the yeah yeah i mean that he, game yeah it feels like he's it honestly feels like he's bored of right field and i would get it like that's it's an important position but it's often more often than not the least amount of action especially in the modern game where everybody's very pull happy this is less action yeah. over there i wouldn't be mad at it. i mean i wouldn't hate it for sure he, he has you're gonna made, win if Mookie's in yeah. center field. You're gonna win if he's in right because he's just damn good at baseball. Yeah, no, for sure. And also <laughs> here, Clint, how about he's he's here to the year what? Two thousand fifty-seven. Be here, yeah, until after I'm yeah, dead. Exactly right. <laughs> he's gonna be here a long, long time. So it's not like it has to be for the rest of his career. Even if it's just for next yeah. season, while they're adjusting to life without Cody Bellinger, you throw him in center, and then you have the flexibility of see how it works, yeah. see if he can stay healthy and see how much you can contribute. Cause we know those highlight plays are going to be wild. If he is a center fielder, you'll see him make more diving catches. The mm-hmm. arm always plays up. So I don't know, man, I think I've been swayed. I think you talked me into it. <laughs> Let's so, go. Yeah. I, I got one on my side. Cody, where are you at? You in? In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Let's just throw it on you. He's watching highlights of the USC game. I'll, no, I'm not. But fight on, by the way. No. Mookie at center off. field? I, hey, man. Content is content. And we know if Mookie's in center field... He's going to provide us some highlights, and we always appreciate that. That's right. Here at Dodgers Nation. Do it. Hey, do it for the IG Reels. That's what we're talking about. This is a Come guy on, that Mickey. gets Make it, it happen. It's a guy that Keeping gets it. Keeping it real. Uh, I like Sarah. She uh, she brings up a point here that I kind of want to explain or, or, or explore and reword, uh, but she says, we need to spend on starting pitching and another reliever without Trinan. We can go cheap in the outfield and, uh, and or shortstop. What would you rather see the money go? Uh, a premium, like an elite level defensive player or, or uh, offensive player or a starting pitcher? Let's I just think, go with that. I think it depends on which starting pitch you're talking about. If it's a Carlos Rodon with his injury history, yes, he was dominant last season, but I would be reluctant to give him a five-year deal. If you could possibly work something out with a Jacob deGrom or a Justin I mean, he's, Verlander. He's also injury prone. He DeGrom. is injury prone, but this is the thing. At the back end of that contract, yeah, if you lose out on it before you blink, the contract is over. You don't have to eat that, yeah, yeah. the back end of that deal. But to me, starting pitching, especially when you consider the fact that Walker Buehler is going to be out the entire 2023 season. When you consider the fact that, look, Dustin May came back and it was a mixed bag Very with Dustin mixed, May. Yeah. 
Tony Gonsolin made his first all-star team, did not pitch well in the postseason. Then he's like, I'm out. Yeah. And then you also look, I think next year, one of something that really in my heart of hearts, what I'm feeling is I think they're absolutely going to give Bobby Miller the opportunity to earn a rotation spot. I can see Bobby Miller being one of those five guys. If he shows out during spring training, because look, at some point you have to get the value from your guys, your top dogs. Yeah. But to me, I'm going starting pitching Clint. And then after that, I mean, the shortstop position is going to be so important moving forward with the restriction on the shift. Also, you need that offensive firepower. And outfielders, you can find guys during the season. It's it's much easier to find an outfielder than it is to play a, to find a capable shortstop. So me, I'm going starting pitching shortstop and then in the outfield. What say you? No, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh, uh, this or that then, Verlander or Carlos Correa. See, okay, you put me on the spot, and I love that. Yeah. But for Correa, he's you're gonna have to commit the years, right? You yeah. have to commit eight, nine yeah, I'm years. Yeah, I'm, I'm not caring yeah. about uh, the logistics after the fact, the money, the years. It's not our money. Yeah. And you're probably gonna get a player that I would go is Carlos still Correa. Work for I would your go roster Carlos because Correa. if you move him off yeah. of shortstop, if he does, if he's not gonna be, you know, the shortstop he's been all of his career, he's he's played third base. He'll be open to third base, yeah. and this is a team that is. A, just a black void when it comes to third base prospects. Yeah, if you so gave you me the option need. between yeah. Correa and Verlander, I, I'm not a, the biggest Correa, advocate. Correa Degrom. Correa Degrom. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be big time. I mean, if you, if you give me the option between those two, the way I would look at that is one, I've been the biggest advocate to sign Carlos Correa. Yeah. I'm not as gung ho right, as well, a lot that, of Dodger like, fans, yeah. but 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 it's fine for yeah. this because I think for thought exercise, the way I look at it is this way: if you're going to pay up for Justin Verlander on, let's say, a two-year, $80 million deal. Pay him $40 million a year to avoid giving him that third year. At that point, to me, I'm just going to make a push for Jacob deGrom. For Carlos Correa, like you said, Trey Turner, you can't see him as a future third baseman. You can always slide Correa over to third base. Also, Correa, what he has proven in the last three seasons is he's answered those durability questions. He played in over 80% of his team's games. You see him just rake against fastballs. He's one of the best Mm -hmm. fastball hitters in the league. Also provides that fire and passion. I think he would provide us a lot of content, sell a lot of jerseys. And look, (laughs) I'm just here for the chaos of it all. And I think I want to, like I said before on Twitter, if Carlos Correa signed with the Dodgers, it would break Dodgers Twitter like never before. Everyone would have an opinion on it. But yeah, if I had the option between those two, sign Justin Verlander on a short-term deal. Yes, you do need that frontline starter. I'm convinced of that. But Carlos Cray is a very dynamic player that could help this team in a lot of ways. There's the baggage, but I'm ignoring the baggage of his history just for this conversation. This is just about players and, and roster need. And I feel they can find a way to piecemeal a rotation together without signing one of the, you know, aces, you know, I have a whole list of like the, 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 the tier two starting pitchers that are going to be out there. Like it's not going to be a massive issue. If we go, if we go uh, to, you know, San Diego's yard sale and go get you Darvish or a Mike Clevenger or something like that. Cause those guys, I mean, I would honestly kind of love the idea of you Darvish getting him back. Cause he's somebody who, even if he's not that you Darvish anymore, had a very good year in, in 2022. But if he's not that guy anymore, he's still going to be somebody who's your four or five guy, uh, a veteran presence who can get you some innings. And that's going to be the important part because come October, you might not be relying on him. It might be Bobby Miller season. It's going to be Julio season. Who's hopefully going to show out in his 
you know, year before free agency. Um, if I'm if I'm right on that, which I think I am, Kershaw is going to get that start. So that's what I'm looking at. That's what I like uh, about uh, don't don't go. I don't want them going too hard in on the uh, the top level starting pitching, but. Um, also would have liked to see them go a little bit harder, though, at uh, Tyler Anderson. Moving on, moving off of the center field. Good talk. Great talk. Mash that heart button if you guys uh, like what you're hearing. <laughs> Tyler Anderson, of course, signed that three-year deal. I don't think we've mentioned it on on the show. I know you did a video on it. Great video. Went off. Make sure you mash that heart button for Doug. Uh, he wanted the security, and I guess $19.65 million is not secure enough for a guy. Does he not have faith in his stuff? Does he not think that's repeatable? I mean, the one thing you he shouldn't, should, <laughs> two, yeah, six, a two, oh, a two and a half ERA. <laughs> I mean, $39 million, the Dodgers could have made that offer in a heartbeat for three years. And if you're Tyler Anderson, you say to yourself, if I go back out there and I put together another sub three ERA season where I show the rest of the league that this change up grip is real, I'm out there with a the pitch mix, I'm able to be effective. And then you don't have that qualifying offer attached to you. You can get a multi-year deal. Once again, stack that on that 19.65 million. And then we're really balling baby mm -hmm. but you go to anaheim where look i think the security was big for him i mean a guy that look like we said a few weeks ago yeah all of us i hope i make 17 million dollars in like 10 lifetimes i'm fine with that amount yeah. but when you consider the fact that three years 39 million dollars he's comfortable now in southern california i'm sure the angels made it all out pitch to him saying that hey we need you to be a guy that can come in here and help stabilize this rotation it made a lot of sense but also clint if you're the Dodgers out there and you look at, I mean, I, I know you said like, yeah, after the fact, I kind of like was like poo-pooing the idea of Tyler Anderson. I was just kind of looking at it from all angles and thinking, uh -huh. what could the Dodgers be looking at here? If you look at the FIP, if you look at the Sierra, the BABIP was low. Then the he pitches to a lot of contact. The ground ball outs are there with the, sh the restrictions to the shift. I think they are anticipating some regression, but I do think he's going to be solid. And I think the Dodgers are saying to themselves, there's some other opportunities out there mm -hmm. to secure some stuff starting pitching but yeah I was a little surprised that the basically I think Juan Toribio said that they offered him a multi-year deal they just didn't want to go to three years yeah and Which I make sense I make sense especially if, if if there is you know they the Dodgers print pitchers it feels like yeah and even if they don't have Frankie G said Doug said poo-poo <laughs> so, I was gonna say the same exact thing it's it so funny when you said poo-poo I was like that's not really a Doug word that's something my mom always says. She's like, uh, you poo-pooed this. Is that not a normal thing? Yeah, okay. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I mean, look. Important. No, I was trying to. Well, you asked me something. Did I, that, was that a thing that happened? I was about to do yeah, something. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember what you said. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about great. the idea of, of Tyler Anderson, the fact that, you know, what you were talking about, how the Dodgers print pitchers, and they find a way right, to yeah. find these guys. Right now, I'm sure they already had the next Tyler Anderson in yeah. mind. Let's not forget, they signed him to a one-year, $8 million deal with those incentives. They have another Tyler Anderson up their sleeves. But I, what I loved about T.A., though, was the durability. Yeah. And Kershaw and goes down. Bueller goes down. He yeah. posted all season I mean, he long. was immediately needed. He was supposed to be that, that uh, you know, bulk guy to start the season. Yeah. Made two relief outings and then was in the rotation for the rest of the year. And, I mean, arguably was the most important part of that Dodger team last year, of that starting rotation uh, last year. But you, you don't know if that translates. That's was a reason why he wanted the security. He doesn't necessarily have faith in the yeah. – the repeatability of what happened in 22. So but sometimes the, you just yeah. let the magic, uh, let the magic happen and then move on. You don't ask the, 
You don't ask a magician how it happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, perfect uh, way to put that. But also, I think it's kind of fitting that he ends up with the angels because all dogs go to heaven, right? You got that dog. Woof, woof. All right, we got to I mean, retire that's the, that. Yeah, that's the, that's the worst part of it. I know how much you love that breakdown. Yeah, Great breakdown. Make yeah. sure you guys go find it. Yeah, and everyone, you know, it, look, I, I'm happy for the guy. <laughs> like, you, He's one of those guys you're happy to just see him get paid. But I do think, though, that puts the wheels in motion. That was a big domino for the Dodgers because if you saw, most people expected him to be back in L.A. Mm, and it's a good it, point. It, it, if you look at this rotation next season, they're, they're going to have to fill it. And I mean, arguably, to me, that was more shocking than the Cody non-tender. Because it's like everything was yeah, screaming. Like, why would you sure. not want to come back? This is a team you you fit in on. I wonder if there's there's secretly in the back of his mind, like him, him being pissed about not being able to just let it eat. He's a guy who wants to go out there and throw 200, 220 innings. That, I think there definitely could be something to that. But during the regular season, they had a long leash on that dog, right? They actually let him go out there. Yeah. I mean, think he, against the Angels, what he had, 123, 124 pitches. Okay, no more dog times, I promise. That's um, an absolute lie. Okay, you know? <laughs> but, but, but the fact, though, I mean, he was cruising. The Padres had no answer for him in the NLDS. They had two hits, both singles. And I think that he's a guy, what do you say after the game? I could throw 100 more innings. Yeah. So he was, I, he, was a bit, he was quite a bit upset about that. Yeah. Just wasn't going to put his team on the spot. Yeah, no, for sure. Saying, or at least the front office on the spot. Seeing a lot of uh, Sengasan comments yes. in here. We're going to get to him in just a bit. Uh, a couple more Dodger notes and news. And I guess I lied about the time frame about uh, what I said, like 15, 20 minutes. We're going to get into free agency. We're, we're, we're not because Doug time and I love yeah, yeah, Doug and I just like having a good time. We're, we're just happy you're here to, to hang out with us and occasionally throw us super chats. Um, the other non-tender or roster news, kind of surprising, but also not. As I predicted, Edwin Rios, non-tendered, made no sense on this roster anymore, plainly. When they went out and, and got Joey Gallo, they knew where his recovery, where, where Rios' recovery was at that time. And the problem is Edwin Rios just can't play defense anywhere. And they, you know, the team barely put Miguel Vargas, who is not a defense first type of player, He's not even a defense third type of player by all accounts. Um, they barely gave him any time. They do. This is a team that very much values defense. Why we haven't seen a Michael Bush type. Why we barely saw any Miguel Vargas and why we never saw Edwin Rios again. Um, yeah, it just made all the sense. And hopefully he latches on somewhere. Hopefully it's not what the Padres are going to F him in the A like they did with my boy, Matt Beatty. But, uh, you know, like I already said. Didn't fit the roster move. I predicted it. I know all, but they did. Are you surprised a little bit, though, that, I mean, Edwin Rios is a guy where maybe towards the end they were trying to see if there was any assets they could get for him, but really all the signs pointed that they weren't going to bring him back. To me, it came late September or during the September call-ups when you had that extra spot and you could have sent Gavin Lux to the IL and allowed Edwin Rios to come up and get some opportunities. But if you look at the way he started the year, it's seven home runs and his first 86 at bats, not a terrible job at all. I had a 114 OPS plus, but like you said, it's the lack of defense, the positional versatility plus two years in a row with a major injury. Yeah. Knocking out most of your season. It's just like they, they in 20 was a great year forever going to be a world series champion that's awesome but he he didn't he didn't just didn't fit what this team needed they never had that much faith in him he was never a very highly heralded guy same with Beatty. be honest you know they're they're kind of like just 
They're just Jags. Yeah. You know, just a guy, minor league uh, depth dudes, 4A depth dudes, and they ran out of a need for him at that time. Uh, the final note about roster things and things that happened, um, they cut Rios. They cut Luke Williams, everybody's fan uh, favorite. Just brought him in. <laughs> I know. Grand but opening, grand closing. They're trying to, according to Bill Plunkett, OC Register, trying to bring him back. Yeah. Uh, hopefully for spring training because he is an intriguing uh, uh, player. He's fast as hell, and he plays a good enough third base yep. by the numbers, which is something this team, again, desperately needs. Uh, Miguel Vargas is not a third base first kind of player. That's why you saw him playing a lot of first base in yeah. September. But nine players, all the names you would expect to be tendered a contract were tendered contracts. Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Evan Phillips, Caleb Ferguson, Yancy Almonte, Will Smith. I hear he's pretty good. He's your brother. And then, of course, Trace Thompson, um, because that's just what you do. You, you tender these guys' contracts. So no surprises there. Um, as of now, still with no official Kershaw signing, the roster is at... 35, I think, or 34, yeah. 34, 35, or 36. I don't know. It's not that important. Next uh, two weeks from now is the winter meetings, and that's when things will start to start moving. We might go. We don't know that. But let's get into the free agent stuff, the things that are fun. Kevin Kiermeyer was almost immediately linked to the Dodgers after the Bellinger uh, thing. Where is he at on, on the Doug rumor meter? We don't have the graphic, but you guys know the Dodger Doug rumor meter. Dodger Doug rumor meter. Chug McCain over here. Uh, where do you put the Kiermaier stuff? Does he make any sense? Why is this happening to us? I mean, if you look at his age, 32 years old, if you look at his bat, he's a below average bat. One of the fastest guys in the league. He's always played great defense, but I just don't see him moving the needle for the Dodgers. I think he could be an option that they will consider. He played actually very well against the Dodgers in the 2020 World Series, but doesn't do much for me. I mean, I'm a guy that, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of done with some of these players that have dealt with injuries that are kind of the back half of their career. If he wants to sign a team-friendly deal, I get it, but I think at that point, you got other guys that are out there. I mean, you mentioned Kevin Pillar, some guys within the system. You might go want to go that route and send the money elsewhere, but not a huge fan of the idea of Kiermaier. I mean, you talk about Cody Bellinger, you didn't want to pick that up at $18.1 million. Maybe you see him as a more uh, inexpensive option where you can replace Cody Bellinger's defense uh -huh. with another below average bat. But to me, it almost feels like the Spider-Man meme. You're just pointing at each other. So uh, I'm not that big on the idea. How are you? How were you stand? Nah, I think they could do better. I think they could do better. I would rather, I would rather see what kind of value you can get out of an outman or some of the options you have at the minor league level. I mean, hell, it feels like they might give Miguel Vargas some time in left field. Like, so if they just have him focus <clears throat> like on learning the position this off season and work on it a whole bunch in spring training, maybe he becomes serviceable enough. You don't need to have elite defense in left. Just get to the plays that are in your area and if the bat is as legit as they say it is, then you're, you're feeling pretty good there and you're not spending whatever, you know, Kiermaier, if he's going to be looking for six, eight, 10 million, whatever the hell yeah. it is, turned it, they, was they, 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 it was 13 is what he was due yeah. for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a real stopgap right. move, a real stopgap yeah. move. Yeah. Which, and if they do it, I get it. But then you take away the value of potentially giving one of these young guys an opportunity. Yeah. What these guys need is reps and experience. And you bring in a Kiermaier. supposed to be the whole point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this so. offseason. Mitch Hanniger linked today. Doug, big fan of Mitch Hanniger. He's got, <laughs> and he's got the balls to say it. Hey. <laughs> Just say it. 
Thank you. Um, I feel like a lot of people forgot about the. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit nutty. So, <laughs> so they're not growing to sign him. So, uh, Hanniger thoughts? What do you think? I mean, he's a guy that at his peak, you're talking about an all-star with power and premium defense. Had a great year last year by the numbers. I mean, if you look at his numbers, I think he he did a great job coming back from that injury. But the pop wasn't where it was when he was playing his best years in Seattle. And if you look at last season, he hits those 11 bombs. The defense still grades at an above average level, but you're going to have to sign him to a multi-year deal. You're going to have to give him three years. Something We talked about uh, Tyler Anderson, maybe 33 years, 39 million, almost over $40 million. So at that level, yeah, you might be able to get some value, but he has been injury prone throughout his career. That's something that doesn't sit well with me when you consider last season. We it was felt like we were playing the waiting game with a lot of these guys, and they weren't able to come back and play uh, up to their standard. And I think, yeah, I mean, for me, this is where I'm at with the center field position. Unless there's a guy that can move the needle that you're going to have to invest more in, like maybe a Brandon Nimmo. That, to me, is where it starts. Basically, Brandon Nimmo and up for guys that I would want to bring in versus just explore the internal options or possibly, I mean, talk about Mitch Hanniger. You'll plug him in at left field, and you'll allow one of those other guys to take over in center. But they do need another outfielder. They but do. Hanniger, I mean, I like the pop when he's right. The injuries, uh, I don't know. I mean, but 39 home runs, though. I mean, 39 bombs, 39 bombs, and 157 games in 2021. If you can get that version of Mitch Hanniger, I I might be here for it. But to me, I don't think that player's coming back. Especially in uh, in L.A., Dodger Stadium. That that, that don't play. Good point. Great point. Uh, A couple of the comments here. Let's find some comments here. I did like uh, a couple minutes ago, Nando 390 DMAC is my wife's boyfriend because we love those comments. They're great. Let's go. Alex Renteria defending Edwin Rios just a hair saying uh, that he stepped in for uh, Justin Turner when he had the positive test. But, yeah, we're talking about like how many years ago now? And, you know, I can maybe feel the routine play at third base. Goop, DMAC, can you step on me? Step on you? That's what, that's what Goop what you wants. Got. That's what Goop wants. There you go. I don't know. I mean, I'm not one to. I'm not one to kink shame here. I'm <laughs> just guys, saying. You guys hey. are getting crazy. I love it. We got uh, Dodgers need to let Vargas play. That's yes. what Clint was alluding to a little earlier. And yeah, they definitely have a plan for that. There's no question. Uh, Trace Gallo says, Doug, I called the Hanager interest a few weeks ago. Trace Gallo season 2022. <laughs> Your whole name is pretty much an essay at this point. But, yeah, you definitely were mentioning that, so I'll give you the credit for that. You definitely deserve it. And I think the Dodgers, they're going to be linked to all these fringe outfielders, these we mean Aaron Judges of the world. I mean, the, everyone knows with Big the... Big-time fringe guy. Yeah, I mean... I got you, I got you. I mean, with Cody Bellinger, <laughs> yeah, Aaron yeah, Judge. Yeah, you cut $100 million yeah. in payroll, you're going to be linked to everybody and their mom. Yeah, no, for sure. You are going to be in a position where the Dodgers, look, this is where their needs are. Outfield, shortstop, starting pitcher, and maybe another reliever. And until they plug all those holes, you're going to be mentioned in, in some of these rumors. But Hanniger, I like the idea of Hanniger over um, Tiermeyer just because I definitely think yeah. the potential for pop is there. Because to me, this team needs hitting. This team needs guys that can mash. And Hanniger yeah. has shown throughout his career when he's right, he can rake. The only issue is he's dealt with injuries. But I think that was a great point about Dodger Stadium and Hanniger. Is he the best? I fit? mean, somebody who can hit, though, if they can hit the baseball, it's going to go out yeah. anywhere. Uh, you know, I, I know you, I, if I'm not mistaken, you were a guy who was pretty high on Schwarber last year. Yes. He, I'm telling you, these man. These are just those guys that are, are fairly notable sluggers in the league that just make no sense 
when you think about them in, in Dodger blue, but it, it like ultimately, like in reality, they would be very nice to yeah. see in Dodger blue. It doesn't always just need. This is what I be, had to do them myself back in the day. <laughs> they don't always just need to be the same, you know, five guys that we know, like a Kike or a Chris Taylor or a, I don't know, Cody Bellinger. It doesn't always need to be the same. Yes. Bodies. We're going to learn up. all kinds of new names this year. Like this, Change it up. the old guard of Dodger baseball is they're definitely making some significant changes. We are going to see new names this off season. We don't need the retreads. We don't need to bring back guys just because we had some great moments with them in the past. So I think that's why it's about exploring different players. And you got the Hanegers and the Kiermeyers out there. Um, Brandon Nimmo, where I think we'll talk about in a little bit, but I, I just, I find it. I, I think at this point, the Dodgers, the alpha position is a position where I think they might wait to the season if they feel like they need to plug that hole. If none of the guys are serviceable that they currently have in the system. Yeah. By the way, uh, DJ Jesse 25 gave the Kiermaier rumor to Dodger dogs. What do you give Hanniger? Where are we at on the rumor meter? Two Dodger dogs. I think people are, people talking. are talking. I, I think, mean, at this point in the offseason. Yeah. But when it goes to two and a half Dodger dogs between people are talking and there's some serious smoke. You could shove yeah. full, if I remember correctly, two full Dodger dogs in your mouth at once, right? Is that what happened at the All-Star game? It got crazy. It got crazy for sure. I mean, maybe. Even, yeah. Chomp McCain over here got, as well. Yeah, the key is to dip it in the water like Kobayashi, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I think at this point the Dodgers are evaluating if they think these guys can produce within their system. And I think, yeah. I, I just don't see those two as those two players as guys that they're going to bring in that really move the needle compared to the value they can get by using their own guys currently. But yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Cody Bellinger, we can say what we want. He still gave some stability to that position. Yeah. I mean, he's a dude, even if it's not great when, when it's not 2021, you could throw him out there for 150 games and he's going to stay on the field. Um, but let me ask you guys, do you guys love the idea? Do you like the idea of bringing in a Mitch Hanniger, a, a Kiermaier? I mean, what's your take on that down below? We got some two Dodger dogs here. Andrew Phillips over on Facebook says, bring back Andre Ethier. Hall of Fame, hopefully. Hall of, Hall of Fame ballot <laughs> Just hit the maker. Ballot today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a dub. I'm okay. Yeah. Like, if we can get back, uh, what, 09, uh, Dre, Captain Clutch, I'm in. I'm all about that life. Yeah. But um, not the dude who filled in for you Kent, know, though, you, you, in center. <laughs> you know, what's funny is Andre Ethier would not make this club like like the, the standard any given year. Andre Ethier would not be good enough for what this Dodger team need. Uh, maybe that's just my feeling on it because he was never solid. But I mean, sort of one dimensional, not a not a great defender, even if he got. I, did he get a gold glove or he got some gold glove love? I know his silver slugger. He had the one great year, hit uh, 31 bombs and all of that, but couldn't hit lefties. Like just, I would love to have him back, but I don't think, I don't think this team, this particular type of team would want him back. Yeah, Ned Coletti guy through and through for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think he has one gold glove, couple all-star teams, like the year that, Kemp should have gotten it. <laughs> Looked it up right. And now. then we got no. I got I got his career, career numbers up right here. Or Edwin Rios. But uh, um, yeah, when it comes to Andre Ether, great player. I mean, I mean, yep. I love to see him on the ballot. I think that what this team needs though is they need a guy that can come in, hit for power, play strong defense, and really just play a role. And I think they, if you're not going to have some of these big time names, some of these major splashes that the Dodgers have been linked to. I just, I just think that you have to give the guys currently that are on the team opportunities. I think Cody Bellinger's gone, but there's a lot of exciting options out there. I mean, if you look at this team next season, Mookie's back. 
of course. And if you look at that center field position and with Chris Taylor and the rest of the guys, eh, I just, uh, Hanniger doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd rather try to make a move for try to trade for a Brian Reynolds out there if I was going to go crazy with it. Let's I mean, go. I got to, I, I need the names that move the needle. I need names that where if I'm going, if otherwise, I'm just fine developing the young talent and resetting the CBT and getting myself in a position where I can spend Otani dollars next season. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. And then also, that's I think what's in. I still think there's, like, we're talking about some starting pitches right now. Your guy, Kodai Senga and yeah give you you're we're gonna get there in a second I still have a little bit more Uh, I wanted to get to a couple of comments but did you have something uh oh I was we're just gonna talk immediate oh no no okay one second because I wanted I wanted to point out a couple comments here um the 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 two tiers of Miguel Vargas fans here because Sarah Morris and Sarah uh, if you guys don't know, she she wrote for uh, for the Dodgers, wrote for MLB Advanced Media back in the day. Um, it's a wonderful story, great writer. Um, but uh, she she knows her baseball. She watches this team intently, and she asks, "Where does Vargas Where does Vargas play? Not in left field. I saw him. I was a better left fielder in high school, and I use a wheelchair. So not high marks, not high marks in left field there." Doom Sal, on the other hand, says Vargas is a natural third baseman. I don't know if he's a natural defender anywhere. You could play there more than than um, you know other positions. Doesn't necessarily make it natural, but uh, I mean he's been pretty open about it. I mean I remember back in spring training, the we was in a scrum and they asked him about what position that he likes to play, and he says batter, being in the batter's box. Yeah, so batter's almost box. a Matt Beatty type where he's focusing on the offense. But we know that. Uh, that in this organization, you have to find a way to play competent defense. And if you want to stick around in this organization, you have to find a way to get it done at the globe. But yeah, I think third baseman, if you look at right now, I think Max Muncy is a guy that he's going to start the season as the opening day third baseman as it stands. We'll see what they do with Justin <laughs> Turner. But in the outfield, yes, there was some of those some of those some of those shots were pretty rough. Some of the he just I mean, I wasn't as bad. I mean, it was yeah. probably it was even worse than Gavin Lux. When he first got his opportunities in the outfield, definitely not an out, a natural outfielder. Mm-hmm. And the issue with him is the reads off the bat with Miguel Vargas. He's yeah. talked about it as an outfielder. So get him some time, yeah. have him really focus on it. I don't know if he's ever dedicated himself to getting, you know, uh, reps in the outfield, but you know, you take some time in the off season, you move into spring training, you take some time there, uh, you know, intently with the coaching staff, maybe something happens there. Maybe he can turn himself into something, you know, serviceable. Cause that would be great. Let, let's just, be all all transparent here. Jordan Alvarez is not a left fielder either. They just put him there, and True. now they're uh, the Astros are World Series champions allegedly. A um, couple more of the comments here because again, I'm, I, as usual, I'm behind. Uh, <laughs> Francisco says bring uh, bring back Eric to Dodgers Nation. Look, he left us. Okay, <laughs> shout out to you, love. That's our boy. We got judges landed in San Francisco. You <laughs> <laughs> love. Yeah. We got uh, Aaron cry. Judge to San Francisco. A lot of fans apparently are reporting the news that just that Aaron Judge is in San Francisco true. meeting with the Giants. So breaking news. Very interesting. Breaking. Very interesting. We talked about that on uh, the video I did today. Really, Aaron Judge. That's why I think it's going to be a Giants-Yankees bidding war for him. And I think if you're Aaron Judge in that situation, you go to the Giants, you get their best offer, yeah. and you take that back to New York, and they're going to match it, if not exceed it. I think the Yankees, they're spending power. They're going to flex their financial muscle this offseason mm-hmm. and do whatever they can to keep Aaron Judge in pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, I've said it a few times. They would <laughs> that, that would be a hard sell to lose Aaron Judge. 
unless it's unless it comes purely down to I really wanted to play back home on the West Coast and you can't do anything about that kind of like the rumors with Trey Turner and the Dodgers and him wanting to be in the East Coast you can't you can't do anything about being homesick there's not enough money to to make somebody go play you know baseball for you for nine years in New York which is a really shitty place to exist in yeah respectfully yeah I mean it takes a lot to forget about it yeah I mean I exactly I mean if you have success in New York you're treated like a champion you're treated like a king if you don't have success you'll get booed and they'll Joey Gallo your ass right out of town so Aaron Judge is a guy though that he has a bond with that fan base and that and Hal Steinbrenner he realizes that Aaron Judge is a guy that provides value outside of the batter's box he's that rare remember the 90s when we had posters of Ken Griffey Jr. and every you saw baseball players on TV shows and commercials, that era of baseball is not here now. And it's bad for baseball because they haven't done a great job in marketing their players. Well, Aaron Judge is one of those few players that the casual fan likes. You could put Aaron Judge on a box of cereal and people would be like, oh. Aaron Judge, New York Yankees. Yeah, he is one of the exceptions. Yeah. I can't picture him outside of New York. I know the Giants are going to do whatever they can to keep to t- send him to San Francisco. He grew up 100 miles from San Francisco. He is a Giant. It'd be cool to have him on the Giants. But I think what I think he realizes the value of playing at Yankee Stadium, playing in New York, building on his legacy in the Bronx. And look, the bottom line is when the Yankees want someone like they did a Garrett Cole, they were willing to go north of $300 million. And if the first offer that the Yankees made to him was truly at $337 million, they about to go crazy. They're about to surpass the current record yeah. for a free agent deal, which was 330 signed by Bryce Harper. And then they might even go past the Mike Trout's 36 million plus million dollar AAV for a position player. So look, the reality is the year he put together last season, he put himself in a perfect, perfect position for people to overpay for him. Yeah. But will that be the Dodgers? I don't know. What's your take on that? I was say an important thing. Uh, kids play baseball. You make money. Guaranteed contracts. I'm giving it uh, two and a half Dodger dogs right now. That is where I'm at. Because why not? They keep trying to make it happen. The Dodgers have all this money. The the pundits, the people really want to force this Aaron Judge to L.A. thing. So let's go with two and a half Dodger dogs. Because why not? That's that's where I was at in the video I did today. Two and a half. Oh, look at that. I I, I totally watched it. I (laughs) I didn't have a chance. He hasn't watched my videos in years. I haven't haven't watched it in a little while. But yeah, I think that they are somewhere in between. I think where the Dodgers are at is what I said today was if it's a if it's a Giants versus Dodgers battle for Aaron Judge, then I give the Dodgers a real shot to land him. But if it's a Dodgers versus Giants and Yankees, I don't think they're in a position where they're going to say, hey, let's try to go. Let's get into a bidding war and offer him three hundred fifty plus million dollars. And we know that there's no way he's going to consider a Bryce Harper type deal. He already is 30 years old. He'll turn 31 next April. Whoa, my, my chair went crazy. Next, <laughs> next April. That was gonna go through the roof. Scared the crap out of me. Yeah, but you guys remember that time Doug almost died. <laughs> but yeah, there's just no way they will. But if there's a situation where it's Giants versus Dodgers and he falls into their lap and the Dodgers could sign it for like $340 million and it is on an eight year or a nine year deal. Mm -hmm. Then I think maybe they do consider it, but let's be honest. The back half of that contract is going to age like guacamole in the sun. I mean, it is going to be ugly when he's basically going to be a DH. He has been dirty. That's a big dude. You got Dave Winfield. He had like 26 home runs when he was 40, but you talk about a guy that has (laughs) dealt with some injuries throughout his career. I just don't think that 
I just I think he ends up in New York. I really do. The reactions Easy. the reactions are coming in from your near death experience. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Alex Man. Alex's DMAC blast off. I <laughs> like it, it, my chair went crazy. That's a new shirt. Somebody print that. Let's get that going Someone right. Hit here. the ejection button, you know? <laughs> I don't know how. I mean I know how. It's just, it's magic. I thought I thought something that had like when I saw when I heard the noise, right? I was like, what the heck? I was like, what was that? Yeah, and, like, then, and then like I see just see Doug. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> Got him with the ejector seat. Oh, we we love that one. Uh, Swollen sausage. I see you in the stream. My bad. We've been trying to get to to comments, but then we keep talking. But uh, says Judge hates hates the Dodgers. It's another thing you got to figure. Um, uh, when it gets into getting you know millions and millions of dollars, it matters less. But this is a guy who grew up a Giants fan. Maybe he doesn't want to be a Dodger. Oh, you know I'm bringing it down. One and a half Dodger dogs. Let's go. That's what's in. Yeah, I mean, I think that at this point when you're talking about dollars and cents, the majority of the time you go to the highest bidder. It's the Jerry Maguire show me the money mentality. And if the Dodgers, but the, he also knows too with LA that he's in a great position to win. And Aaron Judge needs to win a World Series if he really wants to cement his legacy. He's had his ups and downs in the postseason, has had some really great series, has had some seasons where he struggled most recently in 2022. But the Dodgers could use some pop, man. And he's not, the thing about Aaron Judge is he's not going to be a guy that hits over 300 and hits 62 home runs per year and has an 11.7 war season but I think the real Aaron Judge is a guy that you can trust to give you anywhere in between 40 and 50 yeah. home runs hit 275 give you seven plus war seasons and if the first four years you're getting that and he helps Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman extend their primes and you get the most out of them and you win a few World Series titles it's absolutely worth it so yeah if I had to pick between signing Aaron Judge versus signing a Carlos Correa or signing one of these big name starting pitchers out there I mean if, if you can sign Aaron Judge just sign Aaron Judge let's just put it like that yeah I, I, I see that um, but Dodgers aren't going to do that so YOLO I, I agree. I, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I don't think there's any smoke right now with that. I think it's with the Dodgers, a lot of these guys, it's a fall into their lap situation. If Bryce Harper didn't get the money that he wanted, he probably would be a Dodger. If same thing with yeah. a Garrett Cole or even even a even maybe Carlos Correa, depending on if he's willing to sign another shorter term deal with the opt outs, maybe they t pick him up then. But we also know that we don't what we don't know with the Dodgers is which of these players are they willing to go 10 years plus on like, cause Mookie best, they wanted to. And so they they have proven that for the right guy, yeah. they will make the exception. I mean, it's a hard question. You know, what, what, what are the intangibles that make up a $400 million player? What are the intangibles that make a player that you want to dedicate yourself to for 10 years, for a decade, for longer? I mean, those first two are the same thing, but 12, 13 years, it's a tough question. Yeah. And uh, you know, they don't pay me enough bucks to be doing that. Some guy, one guy here who won't be getting that kind of money. Let's uh, get into the Verlander talk, the Verslander, because uh, I already teased it on Twitter about uh, accidentally 10 minutes ago when I meant to hold it. Um, the links and the rumors continue Verlander to Dodgers. Uh, it makes sense in a number of ways because you don't need to sign him for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. It's two or three years. I doubt he goes just for the two if he can get three. Uh, it looks like right now the Mets are kind of the front runner. Um, what do you think about Verlander? Do you think there's any reality of him in Dodger blue in 2023? 
Well, in a vacuum, it screams Dodgers as far as a guy they could get on a short-term deal. You probably would have to go that third year. Maybe it's two years, $80 million. And look, if you offered Max Scherzer two years, $72 million, a couple years later, you could theoretically offer Justin Verlander two years at $80 million. And also, he is coming off that Tommy John surgery. He missed significant mm -hmm. time in the last two seasons. But if you look at the velocity, it's right where it was during his prime. He's missing less bats these days, but still... I mean, a 1.75 ERA, the expected ERA, a 6.4 war season. In the postseason, he got over the hump as far as getting his first World Series win as yeah. a pitcher. So, One yeah. note, this is a very kind of bad playoff pitcher. Yeah, I mean, he's not a great playoff pitcher at all, but still he has had some some nice series. And also think, too, that he's a guy where, a lot like Clay and Kershaw, if you do sign a Justin Verlander, you can still give some of these young guys opportunities yeah. throughout the year yeah. and say, hey, we want you to be optimal during the postseason. Because, look, I think the fact that he is coming off that Tommy John surgery, he had the groin surgery, it lets me know that for a guy that wants to pitch up until he's 45 – can he still be effective in the next two seasons? Can point. he still, at the very least, give you an ERA at 2-5 and eat innings and be one of the better pitchers? Look, he's still striking guys out. He's still not walking guys. He's a very effective pitcher. You just kind of have to look past his affiliation with the Houston Astros. But what I tell myself when it comes to Justin Verlander, who I think that you can count on his durability more than you can a Jacob DeGrom, who's made just 26 starts over the last two seasons, is that if you're close to that dollar mark that DeGrom is looking for, and you think that you can keep him healthy, and you look what he can do in the postseason, I think I'd rather just go with the DeGrom and the DeGrom route first. But Justin Verlander, he does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Let's just be honest. He makes a lot of sense for the Dodgers if they want another frontline starter that they don't have to commit long-term to. Yeah, that that's really what it comes down to. You get a veteran. You get somebody that that's proven. You get a Cy Young Award winner. Um, they wanted to keep Max Scherzer around, but he wanted more years. So that, if if that's going to happen, if it's going to go three years, we already know the Dodgers aren't going to do that deal. And and this guy, or, uh, Verlander, already has. Um, he already knows. They already know. The market's already set because that is what Scherzer set last year. Because it's going to be that, and there's a chance you know these two former teammates get back together in New York just to lose a whole lot more because, you know, that's uh, apparently what former Tigers do. Uh, we had we had a, a two Dodger dog in the chat. We had a three Dodger dog in the chat. I'm going to have go. to go two as well. It's real. It's tempting to go three Dodger dogs, but only on dollar Dodger dog. Night. Only Dodger dog yeah. what, what did you give it? I gave it a farmer, John, two and a half. Oh, you're not yeah. going Papa Cantella? Not going of the Papa show? Cantella. Wow. A Farmer John 2.5, which hater. is a strong one. But <laughs> shout out to Papa Cantella. I mean, friend of the show for sure. But, yeah, I just think the fact that he does make a lot of sense. And if he does want to be in L.A., he sees that this is the pitching factory that helps keep guys uh, optimize their career. And I think that my, my prediction for, for Verlander is, like you said, the Mets. I think DeGrom signs elsewhere, and he goes to New York to fill that that spot, or maybe gives a little bit of a team-friendly deal to go back to Houston and just build on his legacy down there. But at, the Dodgers do make a lot of sense, guys. Let's let's look past the fact that he's affiliated with the Trastro, but it's not like he, ben I mean, he definitely benefited from run support, but yeah. I think that it's to a lesser degree of a Carlos Correa. So if you have an issue with Correa, uh, the Verlander 
Verlander, who, by the way, talking a big game about juice balls in 2018, he was always very yeah, vocal, yeah, and yeah. then he went then very he went. quiet. He was Homer in <laughs> crickets, the, in the crickets, bush. Cricket, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, really backed out on that one. Um, I just love the idea of the, the, the short term. Yeah, uh, uh, it does seem l- more and more likely like Verlander's time in Houston is done. They have a bunch of arms down there. They that's true. They just keep. They are also kind of printing pitchers right now. Um, so they 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 have the opportunity to save twenty five thirty million dollars a year. They're probably going to do it because Jim Crane apparently knows what he's doing, but also doesn't know what the hell he's doing <laughs> all at the same time. It's very interesting situation. But uh, yeah, I don't. I I think the easy one to to kind of put a little bit of money on, put a dollar on, <laughs> put it on green and green is no, put it on red and red is he's not going back to Houston. So I'm not a big time gambler. Uh, I, I've seen a few. I want to get in, into it now because I liked uh, where to go, where to go, where to go. Alex, Alex and Senga. respect, make it happen. Let's go. Give me all of the, the Kodai Senga. I, I love Senga son, I think the the stuff is uh, intriguing. This is not a guy who's going to be your number one or two or three guy, maybe three. But, I mean, we've seen uh, the Dodgers succeed with um, with pitchers from Japan who don't necessarily have that extreme, extremely high-quality um, third, maybe even second pitch, but third pitch. But this guy kind of has those and they just need to be refined a little bit you teach him that sweeper that the dodgers teach everybody and and you know you might have yourself a, a pretty nasty um nasty option to to conceivably start a number two uh or start game two in a postseason series um he does not have any posting fee so there that's it's just you sign him for whatever you're not the, they're not going to get as lucky as they got with the Kentamaeda contract because that was somebody who had injury uh, concern with the elbow, so they signed him to a ridiculous deal. Uh, this is a guy who looks like could get maybe like 15 a year or something like that. So if you end up signing, if you're if you're able to acquire um, enough of a flyer like like Cody Sanga, Kodai, I don't know exactly how you say the the first name, but. Uh, able to get him on like a chris taylor contract you do that and you do that today you do that yesterday you do it tomorrow because pitching you need pitching there's there's no qualifying offer sure you it's kind of an unknown but at the same time it's not a lot of money and maybe if he doesn't work out for you in one year you find somebody else who's going to be intrigued by it but that's my thing that i'm all in that's my top target of the offseason Kodai Senga yeah I mean there's a lot to like with Kodai Senga as you mentioned no posting fee he is a true free agent no qualifying offer anytime you do sign someone from Japan or that's never proven it in the show it's definitely a bit of an unknown until they prove it you don't know what you're going to get but what I like about Senga is he has the stuff that plays up in the big leagues he has that fastball that has that carry that velocity he has that split finger fastball they call the ghost fork because it disappears like a ghost then also if you just kind of 
kind of read the tea leaves of what he's looking for in a franchise. He wants to play for a World Series contender that knows how to develop pitching. That sounds like it's a match made in blue heaven with the Dodgers. So definitely a lot to like. And I think Kodai Senga, too, you mentioned the Dodgers history with Japanese-born players. Hideo Nomo, the first Japanese-born all-star. So, yeah, the heritage is there. And I think, too, you mentioned Kenta Maeda. The fact that Senga is a guy who actually started out of the bullpen. He was not a heralded prospect, a heralded player coming up, but we know the Hawks, they're like the Yankees over there, and they've been, they've built a dynasty, and the fact that, hey, he's a guy that I've seen some stuff out there about scouts that talk about, will his velocity carry on through an entire big league start? Will he be able to go six innings, five innings? So maybe you can also use him as a a lights out bullpen piece too. So there is some options that you could use for Kodai Senga. But yeah, you talk about, you mentioned $60 million, $15 million, uh, $15 million a year. That'd be like a four year, $60 million deal. If you look at the upside and the fact that he's a guy that could go and be a strong number three starter on a world series contending team. I absolutely love the idea about it too. Cause there's also the mystique, the intrigue of the unknown that comes along with the Kodai Senga. So yeah, I'm here for it, man. I definitely would roll the dice on a, on a $60 million deal for Senga. Dodger dogs. How many? For this one, I think on this one I'll go two and a half as well. I definitely think the Dodgers see the value in it. I think they have the advantage of being the Dodgers and knowing that, hey, we can bring this guy in, put him in our system, work with him, and yep. you know they love the spin. You know they love that fastball. If, if he was working off, if it was more of the guy who was relying on a dynamic pitch mix, which he does have, Curveball, not as great, but when you talk about the splitter, when you talk about that fastball, they understand that that's going to play up, and you add the Dodgers brain trust to that, and the Mark Priors of the world, and the Connor McGinnis, they're going to find a way to get the most out of him mm -hmm. at the big league level. I think LA just is a great situation for a Kodai Senga, the yeah. market for him, and look, this is a guy that he can help this team next year and they have a need for a middle of the rotation starter yeah. that has upside. So yeah, I love it. And he's not a guy that's gonna, that's gonna go for a 20, 25, $35 million deal. You can get this guy 29 years old. He's, it's not going to be an eight or 10 year deal either. We're talking four or five years because you know, also we kind of want to test drive the States coming over from Japan you, maybe you don't like it here and you want to go back home and 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 finish i mean we saw that with um uh uh, uh Hiroki Kuroda yeah. you know he he went back home eventually and finished his career in Japan because it meant a lot to him um and there are some people that say that could be a possibility that he ends up signing with no big league team and goes back and play in Japan i don't, I don't like it yeah, i don't like it i don't love it the you want to come to LA yeah, man that's what you want to LA. do let's it, make him you know let's get john ham on this yeah. We're gonna put together a fucking LA pitch deck for him. That's what's going. That's go. what. Thank you. Sanga. That is what is in. Dave Luna wants to talk about Ross Stripling. Think he fits a TA innings eater role. That there is a need for right-handed pitching. Um, I hope Ross finds a way to go out and get a bag this year or this offseason. If it, if it's the Dodgers, it's gonna be one or two years max. And if it was gonna be you know a three-year deal, they would have done that with. Um, with TA. So as much as I would love to have Ross back, great friend of the show. Um just a really good dude. I just I don't think that's it's not a smart play for him. And I don't think the Dodgers have an extreme amount of interest in, in going that route. Now, he remains unsigned into almost spring training. Maybe something comes together there. Yeah, I mean he doesn't walk guys, he's pristine. 
in that regard, but doesn't miss bats. He doesn't get a lot of big punch outs. And I think the Dodgers, they're kind of after guys that they think have that postseason upside. And he's strong, though. I mean, he definitely is strong for sure. I mean, they need they need they need pitchers that are going to kind of mix and match and weave in with the guys that the prospects they have, because they really want to see what Pepio is about. They're going to want to see who the real Michael Grove is. You're going to want to see. Uh, Gavin Stone at some point, and of course the very much heralded Bobby Miller. And Strip is a guy who kind of understands that role. So if he yeah. can't go out and get a three or four year deal uh, as a thirty three year old, if he can't find that, then it's something that's going to be intriguing to come back home, as it were, and and try to you know get a lot of the money, or, or try to get not that try to get a World Series. That's what I was going for. Texas makes a good amount of sense. Yeah, definitely little, makes little a lot homer of sense. prone, but yeah. he can go hang out with his boy Siegs. Yeah, and he's proven that he can be a starter in this league. An ERA just over three, and he also is flexible to that swingman role. And yeah. he knows the Dodgers. He knows what they're about. At this stage of his career, he's 33, I believe. Yeah. He probably wants to try to get as many dollars and years as he possibly can. So maybe two years, 17 to 19 million something in that range something in that ballpark i think is a good deal for him me personally i don't want to see ross stripling back with the dodgers because i do think there are some better options out there that have more upside i'm more interested in finding the next tyler anderson or someone like that where the dodgers know what ross stripling is they know his pitch mix they know what's effective for him and yeah i want to see him do well but i don't know if i want to see him back with the dodgers yeah chicken strip just let it just let it you know. i do want to see him on our podcast <laughs> Couple, give it, give it, get a little bit of time. All right, let's uh, let's speed round it a little bit. Justin Turner had um, had a, a decent interview on uh, local radio uh, last week, and uh, sounded real sad. Sounded like things aren't quite going the way he wanted um, this off season, and and in his efforts and hopes to return to L.A., kind of blaming the the salary, the payroll, the CBT. And, and, you know, where the team is at in terms of trying to stay under that $233 million uh, CBT threshold for next year. <clears throat> you know, it's got to be a real kick in the dick to see them drop $100 million and be like, oh, oh pockets are a little dry, my boy. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's one of those things where it's just it's just done. And, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of years ago. He made sense film for Milwaukee. I don't think. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think it comes together. I don't know where the hell this guy goes. I don't. The, the, the team that makes the most sense is L.A. You know, we've seen them try to create the the return to the Mets. Um, it would suck to see him go somewhere without a chance to win. But uh, you know, it depends on on you know. It's it's a pride thing for both sides. It's like, look, we said we can't pay you this much. But also, it's going to be pretty disrespectful for him to to go from potential $16 million deal to like a seven or eight or whatever the hell it is, because he can still hit. It's just true. So anyways. Yeah. I think with Justin Turner, it'll be interesting to see if he could find a way to get a Chase Utley deal where he had mm-hmm. those interesting incentives in there. But to me, it almost feels like when you ask a girl out and she gives you a definite maybe, I think the Dodgers gave JT a definite maybe, and he's Uh just sitting around waiting and hoping where the fact that he's just waiting to see what they're going to do lets you know that there isn't a massively robust market out there for him. And look, like you said, he can still hit. He still is an above average bat, but 
with the velo revolution out there. He really is extremely, as the mids, as the kids say, mid when it comes to high velocity pitching. And I think that that's what you see. That's why you see him struggle so mightily in the postseason. Six for his last 47 postseason at bats. But I wouldn't mind seeing him back in a bench role, in a reduced role. I think he definitely provides value in his mentorship of some of the younger guys out there. And I still think that he can put together, if he comes back, I wouldn't be surprised to see games where he goes two for four in July with a double and a single. And he's doing this and he's hitting some home. Home run. So to me, I'm just I have my eyes on the postseason with a lot of yeah. these signings. Yeah, that's that's the tough part. It's like we're kind of we're kind of done just winning <laughs> in the regular oh, season. Crack me up. Like we need some we need some dudes that are dudes in October, not just trying to. Oh, this is how we win in, in July. So we're going to keep doing it. This is this is how we beat the Reds on a Wednesday afternoon in July. So it's going to work against the Padres in October. Yeah. How many times do you need to see that it's not going to unless you're playing game 61 in the postseason and your brain is still in regular season mode? Um, this is interesting, though. we got some interesting JT takes. I take Jay Turner on a date. That's from RJ. We've got he will be back from Michael Arizo. we got Alan over on YouTube who says Justin Turner for player like manager. One. Look, if he really wants to cut his teeth in the managerial job role he has to really get that experience i don't like like the Derek fisher types that get thrusted into the role without yeah. the experiment you, experience point. you have to do your time and i definitely think he has the makings for it doc has said that he's grooming him to be a manager at some point but if if when it comes to to justin turner i could see them bringing him back that does it that wouldn't surprise me or shock me at all whatsoever but i don't i do also think that if if Justin Turner is committed to getting the role that he had on this team before, he's not going to find that. I am a little concerned with Dave Roberts' loyalty to his guys, but we're at an inflection point with this Dodgers organization where you either need new guys that can shake things up. And yes, the team won 111 games last year. There's no question about that. But at some point, you have to develop the next generation if you do want a sustainable winner. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But it was very, that that interview that he did, it kind of told me that, yeah, they're, they're not constant. They have other priorities yeah. than bringing back Justin Turner versus Bruh. a couple of years ago where they were really hell bent on bringing him back. It's like, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to be over here just, just hanging out. Just, <laughs> you guys go have fun. I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll be here when you need me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little sad, but, uh, you know, hope, hope the best for the guy. The guy, the guy has meant a lot to the Dodgers, uh, over these last, uh, almost 10 years. Show has gone long as we usually do because Doug and I love talking about Dodger baseball with all of you before we get out of here because I put it in the run of show and I'm not going to not do it. Doug, what are you thankful for here in this season of giving and all that kind of stuff that makes people feel ticklish? I'm thankful that we're... We're always in the mix with these big names. We're always in there the mix when it comes to the free agency. And even if sometimes we don't get some of these big guys, we do get uh-huh. Freddie Freeman. We do trade for Mookie Betts. We have made some of these big trades and big signings. So it isn't clickbait, okay? It has it has bared out some of these big names. That do They do come to fruition. Also, I will say I am thankful that the Dodgers do, at the very least, give us a ticket to the dance every season. We do punch our ticket, and it's not like we're on the bench and we're the team left out. Yes, we don't always win the world series but we always get our shot like yeah i can get you tickets to the game but their nosebleeds yeah we're staying up in the rafters looking down <laughs> so yeah this thing there it yeah. is i am thankful for you you specifically i really appreciate you tuning in and watching us every week 
hanging out with us, dealing with a year of topsy-turviness and whatever the fuck happened this year in 2023. Thank you. It's been a good time. Uh, it's a good time to be a Dodger fan. It's a terrible time to be a Dodger fan. We're all going to do it together as a family with synergy and group group bondage or something like that. So thanks for hanging out with us. As always, we appreciate you. Go leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> That's all I got, guys. Um, enjoy your uh, your holiday break. If you get a break. Alex, you remember breaks? Yeah, no, anyways. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. If you want to sustain us and keep us alive and eating and happy, you go to that website. It helps everybody. Subscribe to, uh, to the Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, where your podcasts are available for free. We are there. You can download us for free, and you can keep us in your pocket, and that is cool. Subscribe to YouTube, YouTube.com, says Dodgers Nation TV. Doug lives there, so give him a bell. Give him a heart. Give him a thumbs up. Didn't see Diane Schroeder in here to tell everybody to leave a domestic. She's probably in Cancun or Cabo, man. (laughs) She's always Uh, on vacation. I am real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. We are Dodgers Nation on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. So make sure you guys go subscribe there. Forgot about that one. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you for all the comments. We will see you next Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us along the way. Bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.